0: Welcome to Conversations about Life.
1: Well thanks, Rob, for joining me in this conversation for the podcast and I'm looking forward to just getting to know you better. Okay So um, so are you from this area?
0: Yes, I am from. uh, I grew up in South County, and uh, uh, my before I left, uh, I left St. Louis when I was like 17 years old and went into the service.
1: Okay, what branch?
0: I went into the Army. I only stayed in there for a couple years because of my uh, uh, my addictions that I was uh, caught up in.
1: So did you get? Uh, kicked out of the army then
0: uh no i got let out on an honorable discharge i got an honorable discharge and uh uh, i still take benefits from the military right now uh 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 uh, like using their hospitals and stuff but i I don't have no uh, uh disabilities
1: okay well let's start with you right now and just how would you describe yourself And then we'll kind of start at the beginning and lead back up to how you got to this point. So, like, how would you describe you as a person? Like, what kind of person you are?
0: A sinner saved by the grace of God.
1: Okay. All right. And and then what do you do?
0: Uh, I'm an electrician at the state of Missouri uh, uh, at a psychiatric hospital, and, uh, uh, and God lets me be a witness in there. It's pretty awesome how he uh, uh, placed me in a position uh, uh, working for the government and, uh, and getting benefits from the government where I'll be able to retire. When I retire, I'll be able to uh, make the same money as I do right now for the rest of my life. And okay. that was by the grace of God.
1: Okay. So I know, like, you, what are you passionate about?
0: Uh, sharing the gospel to lost uh, people.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty obvious from just, because that's what you talk about. Um, you were just mentioning how you had an opportunity, you know, you went out to share, you know, just, I guess it was yesterday, right? Yes. So, okay, well, let's start kind of like, go back to, you know, you grew up in South County. Then you left for the Navy. Army. Army. That's right. <laughs> and um, you were a couple years in the Army. You said because of addictions you had to get out after a couple of years. Yes. So, what kind of addictions?
0: Uh, marijuana and speed addictions.
1: Okay. And then they made you get out.
0: Yes. Okay. I still got an honorable discharge, though.
1: Okay. Well, good. Um. Then, what was your family like that you grew up in?
0: Uh, my my uh, my grandparents they were actually uh, uh, born again believers. My grandparents was I uh, uh, of my father's side. I would stay over at my grandparents' house all the time, and uh, uh, and uh, I as of now I could see where uh, uh, drugs led in my life from a very, very, very young age.
1: Okay, so you were real young and you got involved with drugs. Was that like marijuana?
0: Marijuana, yeah. I started smoking pot probably when I was uh, 10 years old. Okay. All right. um, Doing speed at 14.
1: Okay. And then what is speed like?
0: Uh, I don't know. It, It... it makes you wanna uh, just stay up, and uh, uh, and you can literally uh, uh, stay up forever. And uh, uh, but uh, uh, I was always searching for something better in my life. Starting at a really young age, I was searching for something really younger in my life, and I didn't uh, uh, realize what I needed till I was uh, <laughs> forty. Uh, 42 years old.
1: Okay. Okay. And then why did, were you with your grandparents so much?
0: Because uh, my parents were separated, and okay. uh, my parents were separated, and uh, uh, I'd live at my dad's house. I'd go live at my mom's house, whichever one I could get to do what I wanted to do rather than what they wanted me to do. Okay. I was a manipulator from a very young age.
1: You have? Did you have siblings? Nope, no siblings. No okay. siblings.
0: My uh, my mom married a guy that had six kids that lived with us. You know, and they 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 were just like me. They were just living for themselves and uh, uh, trying to get by the best that they can. So was your personality
1: similar mm-hmm. to like what it is now? Like you're pretty intense. Oh, like. yeah.
0: oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know. Uh, uh, and uh, uh if i was not intense with jesus christ as i was with my own sin that wouldn't be right yeah
1: so you so it's kind of just by nature you're a pretty intense person yes. yeah So you joined the army and then you got out and what happened after you, after your time with the army
0: <laughs> after i went into the ar- after i got out of the army uh i moved back to st louis for about uh about Five six months, and I seen uh, uh, on sixty minutes a uh, an opportunity to go to Oklahoma and uh, make big money working in the oil field. So uh, uh, me and my uh, me my grown up buddy Ron Yarbrough, we uh, uh, we. Moved up to Woodward, Oklahoma, and we was making uh, sixty thousand a year, and this is back in the early eighties. And boy, that brings in a whole, whole. Dead, that's where my life really started getting corrupted.
1: Okay, in what way?
0: Uh, I was able to buy. Uh, uh, I learned how to uh, uh, buy speed and buy coke and. I would travel here to St. Louis all the time and uh, and buy speed from my connection up here and take it back to Oklahoma and we'd just stay up forever, which mm-hmm. wasn't good at all.
1: Mm-hmm. How long were you working in that job?
0: For uh about seven years.
1: Okay. And um, so, what did you? How did you feel about life then? Um, you you mentioned you know like earlier, you know, you were searching for something like, so would you have said you were happy at that point? Like if someone were to go back in time and ask you or what, what what were you like then?
0: Uh, Pretty intense and uh, 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 I don't know about it. Uh, I could say I was happy, but I did not have the uh, uh, assurance of eternal life like I do now. Now I have joy. And I never had the joy or the the peace of just, uh, hey, today's going to be an awesome day. And uh, I didn't have that. I was like always having to search for something, and that's why I resorted to drugs.
1: And then what did you think about Christianity? Because your grandparents were Christians. <laughs> so did you have any thoughts about
0: it at all? Nope. I was, my uh, my uh, my, uh, uh Grandpa, he actually went to a uh, uh, to uh, my grandparents went to a church here in uh, uh, Saint Louis, and I'd go with them on Sundays. Like and, and like uh, uh, on Christmas time, he would actually dress up as Santa Claus. So uh, I thought, oh, I know something everybody else don't know, and uh, uh, and I don't think I really even ever heard the gospel from them. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: So so um, So, what? So if you didn't know the gospel, what did, was Christianity just kind of a religion then? It was just something you did and just right. being, trying to be a good person and stuff right. like that. Right, just trying to
0: be a good person. And uh, uh, the Bible's very uh, uh, stern on that, that no one's good, no, not one. Mm-hmm. We all fall short of the glory of God.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were with that oil business for about seven years what came after that in your life
0: uh well the uh uh oil field uh shut down because president reagan stopped uh drilling exploration in uh, uh in in oklahoma and uh since i wasn't making big money there i moved to california because that's where i could buy drugs cheap hmm not having no contact with none of my family members here in Saint Louis for uh, uh thirty thirty years. Okay. And then what were you doing in California? Uh whatever I wanted. Were you working? Yeah, I worked I worked at Montgomery Wards for a few years and uh uh and then I learned how to uh make methamphetamines and uh uh and it all went downhill from there.
1: In what way? How did it go downhill?
0: Uh i uh, uh would be uh lost i was lost uh as far as like the you mean like in drugs just, just yeah I lost in drugs, trying to manipulate everything and uh uh yeah, I was a good manipulator did and, you still have money yeah, I had money yeah so what what were you why were you needing to manipulate anyone I don't know because i <laughs> I didn't have a purpose in my life okay. Which Jesus Christ gives me that purpose?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I ended up getting uh, uh, locked up and put in jail, and uh, uh, the uh, judge said he gave me uh, seven years, and he suspended my sentence for uh, doing a year in county and doing drug court. I said, all right, so I did that, and uh, uh, I was supposed to go uh, test every uh, week for uh, a whole year, and. Two weeks I stayed clean, and then I got right back into drugs again and and uh and I had to go back to jail again for another year another I did year. this I did this three times, and the third time uh my my friend that i that I met in California really. Close friend of mine, he got saved before me, and he would always come over to my house and uh, warn me if I uh, uh, if I didn't change, if I didn't have Jesus Christ change my lifestyle, that I was going to end up in hell. And I was like, oh yeah, right. And uh, uh, I didn't believe him. And uh, uh, then, the, then uh, uh, after the third year of doing a uh, uh, in county jail. Judge told me next time he catches me, I was gonna do the full seven years. And uh Wesley came over to my house and he says, uh, uh, I'm taking U-turn for Christ right now. And uh, uh, and uh, and and I went there to U turn for Christ thinking thinking that I was gonna scam the judge of my drug addiction. And U-Turn for Christ is actually a uh, uh, a discipleship program that uh, uh, teaches one step. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So I did my uh, two months there at U-Turn for Christ. And then, uh, then I uh, uh, had to go to a second phase home where I had to get a job. And what they told you is... Your job to you get a job is to go look for a job. And that this is the only time that you is able to go anywhere by yourself. Any other time you need to have accountability with you. We would all do uh Proverbs in the morning as a group and uh uh do Bible studies every single night. And uh uh and probably two weeks into U turn for Christ uh uh I went, uh, my, my first two weeks there was really rough because I was coming down off drugs and, uh, uh, and, uh, uh a guy named Peter there, really good brother. He, uh, uh, he said, you need, need to stop and ask God to help you. Ask God to, uh, 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 come into your life. Ask God to give you a new heart and, uh, uh, so I'm up there asking God, these guys are telling me, go get back down there to work. And I'm wanting to leave after the, after the first two weeks, I want to leave to go do drugs again. And, uh, uh, Peter says, uh, uh, well, if you really want to, do you really want to follow God? I go, yes, I do. He goes, well, go down there and do what those guys tell you to do. I go, Man, I just got hustled into my own game right there. So I went down there, and uh, I did what they told me, and, and God showed me his grace every day. He spoke to me through his word every single day. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, through, growing, through growing up, uh, I had many police officers that I'd come in contact with, say, uh, uh, when were you born? Uh, what's your name? How, uh, how do you spell that? And you know what? They tripped me up every time. Why? Because I was, a, uh, I was a, a liar, I was a thief, I was a drug addict, and I did not have the Holy Spirit living in me. And I had so many police officers tell me that I was going to go to hell if I didn't change my ways. And this resonated all the way up to right now. I have a passion for uh, for uh, stopping, and if I see a police officer just pat park there. I'll stop and just share the gospel with them. So where did you meet Wesley at? Uh, he was my running buddy on the streets. You meet him in California? Yeah, I met him in California. And, uh, I knew Wesley for a long time. We would go, uh, terrorize California together. And he got saved like, uh,
1: three or four years before me. So how did, okay. And how did that happen? How did he get saved?
0: He, uh, we got into a bad situation and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, he got saved. His mom and dad made him go to U-Turn for Christ. And, uh, uh, and th- they were really well-off people. And uh, uh, they had a nice house in Redlands, California, sitting up on top of a mountain. Hmm. Really nice people, too.
1: Yeah. And then U-Turn for Christ is kind of a program for people on drugs? Is that what it is? Uh, just,
0: uh, uh, just, uh on drugs or just okay. sexual sins or okay. or anything uh and it, you live uh, there right huh, and you live there oh yeah 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 okay and and actually when after uh, uh I got in the second phase, I went in there and turned the judge she was looking for me, so uh uh he was looking for me so uh uh so I went and turned myself in with my pastor there with me, and uh uh he goes uh uh, uh wait uh, What are you trying to do now? And he sent me over there and had me sit in the jury box. And I was sitting in there all day. And he was sending people to prison all day. And I listened to him and listened to him all day. And I was thinking, man, there ain't no hope for you. You, You're going to prison today. And uh, uh, like six o'clock in the evening, he got, uh, he came up and he goes, uh, what do you think you're doing here? You know, you you owe me seven years. And I go, yes, sir. I told him I was born again. And he goes, yeah, right. And he goes, uh, uh, he goes, uh, 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 what, uh, what makes you think that you're born again? I go, God gave me a new life and uh, uh, he gave me a new heart. And uh, now I do Proverbs every morning. I do Bible study every night. And I work every day. And I pay rent. And he goes, uh, uh, well, who's here that can verify this? And uh, my pastor got said, I'll, I'll be here. I'll, I'll verify that he's been doing really good here. And uh, and the judge goes, well, do you got a five-year program? Because he wanted me in a program for at least five years. And, he, and uh, my pastor said, we'd love to have him for five years. And and that's how I uh, uh, got to stay at Uter for Christ for five, for five and a half years. Pretty okay. awesome.
1: Yeah. And so as far as like getting saved, did you um, have an understanding of like Jesus's death and sacrifice and atonement? Or was it like you just knew you needed to be saved and ex- or you're going to hell and you just ask God for mercy and it was just that simple? Or was there some kind of like understanding of like the content of the gospel first or like, what was it, what were you thinking and how,
0: what was it like? I was, uh, uh, I was thinking that I need the savior and just looking through the Bible. Pastor Jerry was really passionate about the Bible and that the Bible actually, uh, says about what's going to happen and it happens from the old testament to the new testament and uh he just showed me these things and god started giving me desires he he took away the desire for uh uh, drugs for sure even even my first week at u-turn for christ i was like oh well how can I get some drugs into this program and, and hustle God? But God said, no, 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 no. And, no And he told me this through his word.
1: So was that change of heart like an instant or was
0: it like a process over time? I think it was a process over time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still a process over time now, right now. Does my, uh, uh, well, that's because I still have my, uh, uh, my old nature's, my old nature's still up in me. What do I do with this? Do I let it jump up in front of me or do I say, no, Lord, help me? And, uh, uh and God takes his desires away from you. Of, from whatever and you know what in in uh, uh matthew 25 jesus rose the bar when he said that if a man looks with lust in his heart he committed adultery already wow yeah if a man has hatred towards a brother he's committed murder in his heart wow
1: yeah what happened to wesley did you just,
0: uh, he passed away. A, he passed away a few years ago, and uh, uh, and I, uh, I'm gonna get to spinny turdy with them, you know. And uh, Wesley and his wife actually owned a, a a flower shop, and they they give me a big old stack full of money, and I go down to Mexico and pick flowers up for him. It was pretty cool, well, pretty really? cool stuff. Yeah, and I drive a van down there, and I would pick up uh, and it just. Who had ever thought that Wesley's wife would give me a stack of hundred-dollar bills, four inches tall, to go buy flowers for her? She taught me how to, uh, uh, she taught me how to, uh, uh, feel flowers to feel if they're fresh or not. She let me uh, make some bouquets, Mother's Day and uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty awesome.
1: So after your five years with U Turn for Christ, um. What did you do after that?
0: Well, Wesley actually gave me a uh, uh, a uh, uh, telephone card, and he goes, "You need to make stuff right with your mother and your father." Hmm. So I got to uh, calling my mom. My mom didn't even believe me because all the wrong that I did her, and uh, uh, and God opened this door back up, and uh, uh, actually after like that's probably probably almost six years that you turned for Christ that uh, uh, my mom wanted to get me a job here in uh, uh, here in St. Louis working for the church that she was associated with. And uh, uh, Pastor Jerry's like, I don't think you should go to that ministry because it's not a very good ministry. I said, oh, no, Jerry, Pastor Jerry, it's all about the Lord's opened this door up. So, uh, uh so uh i went, i moved to St Louis, tried to get the job there. They told me since I didn't speak in tongues that uh uh I probably wasn't saved, and that i should uh uh i should uh uh start reading my Bible some more to find out what salvation actually is, so I didn't get a job there,
1: okay, but you came back and you didn't get the job there yeah so then- so
0: I asked God to help me get a job uh, Wesley was actually a uh, uh, a heating and cooling guy he taught me how to do heating and cooling and uh plumbing okay. so I learned how to do this and his wife had a flower shop so I would uh, go deliver flowers and and stuff like that for her a couple times a, a year but uh, uh, mainly I got into heating and cooling and plumbing
1: when you came to St. Louis? Yeah, when
0: I came to St. Louis. I got a job working at a restoration company, and uh, uh, and I worked there in like 10 years. Okay. So
1: how old were you during that time?
0: Uh, 41, 42.
1: So in your 40s, that's what yeah. you were doing here in St. Louis yeah. then, huh? Okay. And no, then, it
0: was like 46 when I got here to St. Louis. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, 46.
1: Okay, so, and you did that for... A good stint, and yeah, then you like
0: nine years. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then you moved on to the job you got now. After right,
0: that, right? Okay. Actually, my boss, my boss kept giving me tasks to do. Like, uh, well, you do this job, and we don't have no problems. I'll give you a raise. I was making seventeen bucks an hour for him, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, <clears throat> but he kept giving me these other tasks to do, and he then he's comes in the office of one one of our big meetings because everybody's getting a promotion and a raise. So I went in there and he told me, I need a little less of Jesus and a lot more of the company that I was working for. And I said, all you have to do is tell me you wasn't going to give me a raise because Jesus Christ is all that this life is all about. And eternities is a really long time. And we got to know that we have salvation through his son. So um
1: what kind of problem was he having? Like um so how was that affecting the business, any, like you being into Jesus?
0: Uh I would I would share my faith with everybody that I came in contact with.
1: Was it affecting the work you were doing? Or no. No? No. So he
0: just, he didn't like... He didn't like Jesus. I see. Okay. <laughs> or he thought he was okay with God by the way that he lived his life. And I called him out on it a couple times, you know, not saying I'm righteous, but, I mean, just said, hey, if, if something's funny, <laughs> you should say something about it, you know?
1: And then is that the reason why you left uh, that job?
0: <laughs> uh, actually, Actually, when he told me that, when he told me that I just said uh I just walked on out just about my own business and I just got a random call out of the blue that the state wanted to hire me and uh they just called me up and I think that was divine appointment from God you know uh and God's got me in a place now where I can actually share my faith with uh uh criminals mm-hmm. that can't escape
1: you right. know
0: they're there and uh uh and I could share with them
1: personally because that's day. that's where you work. Like it's a place where criminals are um, w- awaiting something to do with their trial to see if they go right. to prison or not.
0: Right. See if they if they are mentally and physically well to go to trial.
1: And um, and and your job there's like maintenance type of stuff, right? Yeah, I'm an
0: electrician.
1: Okay. Um. So, um, well, how has, you know, like you've, so you've been walking in this Christian life since what age were you then when that, this all started? Forty, forty-one. 41. Okay, 41. Um, and then how has that changed over the years? I mean, has it uh, changed as you've walked with God? Like, uh either just, you, is it like been a growing type of thing or how is it has it become different over the years, or is it pretty much um, just been like a, a steady type of thing? Or
0: what's that it's like? It's
1: growing. It's growing. Yeah.
0: In what way? And well, uh, more. Uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but God reveals Himself to me every day by uh, He He reveals Himself to me through His Word every day and uh uh i get revelation from his word of what i need to be doing
1: okay and and what kind of uh, revelation like like um i don't know like what kind of things has recently you've been learning from his word and what kind of revelation about what you should be doing have you been getting
0: <laughs> i need to be looking up because uh 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 the, uh like I said in the very beginning that uh, pastor Jerry was saying that uh, the Bible said what the Bible says is gonna come true and I need to be I need to be out there warning people okay
1: and I know you do that a whole lot you're out there talking with people giving out tracts and so forth so what's that like um, you know what kind of interactions do and experiences have you had with people? Um, are they happy to to hear that or, or not? Or what kind of, how do some they Some people respond? are happy to hear
0: it. Some people ain't happy to hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, uh, the gospel's where the power is, not in what I do, but to point a person. Uh, how do we know, how do we even know that we need a savior Unless we know the law.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, and I like sharing the law with people cause that, because that's what makes it know that we need a Savior. What are you being saved from? Right, the law points it out. Right, the law points and none of us can keep the law. We all fall short of the glory of God and, uh, uh,
1: and we need a Savior. So have has there been other people whose lives have changed like yours did through your you know through your interaction with them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because a lot of your contact is just that initial type of contact. You don't know what happens after that, uh, I guess. I
0: try to uh uh I try to uh, uh get phone numbers and stuff and they usually just drop off the lines, but I don't know. I okay. know. No. Yeah, I get. I do get phone numbers, and I get my phone number out, and I have a bunch of uh, uh, of uh, uh, friends from uh, uh, like you turn for Christ that I'm in daily fellowship and prayer with, and uh, uh, they don't live here in St. Louis, but uh, I do uh, speak with them, and uh, so you stay in touch with them, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cause, uh, Pastor Jerry says no matter what happens in your life, you always got a home right here at U Turn for Christ. And, uh, uh, and and you know what? That uh, that's a godly person that is godly enough to tell me that I have a home forever, somewhere, you know. And and he would uh always point it right back to Jesus Christ. And uh. uh and Pastor Jerry, like whenever we go on mission trips, he'd uh, uh, he'd say, uh, "Go share your faith. Go tell that person what God did in your life." And uh, uh, and they, and that's what I do now. Mm-hmm. I tell people what God did in my life
1: because
0: mm-hmm. nobody could take that away from me. Mm-hmm. No one. Yeah.
1: And um, what part of California were in? I forgot to ask. Southern... San
0: Bernardino. Okay. That that's like. Uh, right east of la
1: okay right and then i heard something that you you said something about you were involved with airplanes for a little while yeah that's in this area right yeah well like when
0: i got uh when when i moved to california well when i moved back to st louis uh i well when i was when i was on drugs when i was on drugs i always wanted to fly so i would buy i seen a uh i seen this show on Baywatch where Pamela Anderson was flying a thing called the power parachute. And, uh, Mm. I always wanted to fly a power parachute and not till I got a job here in St. Louis. I made really good money. I was like, Lord, could I get a, uh, could you help me get a plane?
1: Is that working for that restoration? Yeah. Work for the
0: restoration company. And you know what I made, I made big money working at the restoration company. When, whenever I was working at the restoration company, I would do uh, dryer vent and exhaust fan cleanings. And I would actually uh, give all the kids, that, all the young people that were working with me, I'd give them stacks of million-dollar bills from Living Water Ministries to uh, put, since they were already in the room, they was going to put them in all the drawers, you know, or pocket bibles put pocket Bibles in all the rooms. Were they believers? No, but they, they put them in all the, or just in one desk drawer, you know, like in the desk. They would, uh, uh I'd take them out, and buy them lunch for doing this for me, you know, and uh, uh, did that take out of my time doing work? No, no, not, not at all. Because uh, uh, there's plenty of time just to boop, just put something in there. And that's where the power is, is in the gospel, in the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, did you have to get a license to fly that kind of airplane, or is that the kind <laughs> of you don't really need a license
0: yeah, for? Yeah, well, well, uh, uh, after like two years out of working at this restoration company, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a very good steward with my money, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't save up enough money to buy an airplane. So, uh, uh, so I was like, "Man, Lord, I need your help in this because I really do want to fly to your glory." To his glory, you know? And, uh, uh and, uh, uh, so I got a letter in the mail saying that I had a, uh, uh, a kid in California and I was going to have to start paying $330 a week child support. I think, hmm. like, oh man, I ain't never going to be able to fly. I ain't never going to get out of this. And the kid was only like 12 years old. So, uh, uh, so... So if I did have a kid in California, if I proclaim in Jesus Christ, I need to provide, not make the state collect money from me or garnish my wages. But my boss actually got this letter too, saying that they're going to start garnishing my wages. Mm-hmm. Well, I put that $303 a week back for uh, two years, mm-hmm. almost two years, and then I did a DNA test, and you know what? I wasn't a dad. Hmm. So I had me a whole grip of money, so I went and bought me an airplane and took flying lessons. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's cool. He bought an airplane, and he got flying lessons. Did you have to get a license? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of work, probably, getting a, a license. You have to put in a lot of hours and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Ten hours with an instructor, ten hours flight time.
1: Okay. Um so have you had any romantic relationships have you considered marriage and so forth throughout your life or that-
0: eh, uh I've been really content of uh being single right now uh do I got some uh girl believers that I love absolutely yeah. but uh did God call me for them to be my wife uh I didn't I haven't heard that and uh, uh and I'm not gonna pursue that unless uh God does give me the uh give me a green light for ask for marriage.
1: Yeah. Um well since you've been on this Christian path, has there been any kind of like major turns, any impacts either like from people or books or anything that just really kind of changed your direction or um impacted your life in any way?
0: I try to just stay into the Bible. I'm not really much of a reader. I just stay in the Bible because the Bible uh, can, uh, uh, the Bible's what gives us life, and I don't need nobody else to, uh, uh, such as other writers. I don't need another writer to be able to tell me what God Wants me to do when God will tell me what He wants me to do through His Word.
1: Okay. So, what about your involvement with the church? Do you is that uh, pretty satisfying? Uh, do you wish like um, there was something different about just church experience, like the way believers come together, do life together, and serve together, or um, <coughs> or how is that for you? Um, you know you know uh, you
0: know. uh well, like before i came to rockport mm-hmm. before i came to rockport i was involved with a, another ministry and uh uh we we had a uh bible teaching church just like rockport mm-hmm. and uh ber- uh, uh expo- expositional you know just like uh pastor scott does and uh uh and uh, uh and the uh, uh, what, uh uh, as far as the body, the body there would love to go witnessing with me, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Uh, it was like they went out of the way to say, "Hey, I want to go witnessing with you this weekend," and uh, uh, and uh, I go, "Okay," you know. I didn't ask them. You know, they told me they would not go witnessing with me. I go, okay, you ready to go? They go, oh no, we got we got we got other things that are more important. I said, okay. So uh, so I kept. So then I started asking them all the time about going witnessing. And then they told me when COVID hit that you know what, maybe I shouldn't be witnessing, and uh, and uh, uh, maybe this wasn't the right place for me. So I kind of got to run off.
1: Really, they ran you off? Yeah. Because um, you were wanting to witness and interact with people during COVID,
0: right? And uh, and there was actually four services made up, so there would only be eight people in the sanctuary at a time. Where there was a twelve foot, there was a twelve foot gap between people, not families. People, twelve foot gap between people, and and. Uh, and when i I wore my mask in there the whole time, but during worship, I did pull my mask down over my face because I couldn't breathe that much and uh <laughs> and they called me out on that. Is that wrong uh Probably I should have uh uh done better to listen to what they said, but they called me into their office and told me that since I'm not submitting to their, their authority, they just asked me to leave. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, uh, I've been, I went to Rockport a few times for a few different things, and you know, I just, uh, uh, I actually went to a couple of other churches that was at, uh, before I came to Rockport to stay and make that my home, that I went to a couple other churches that was down in the city, cause that's one of the places I like to go witnessing at is down in the, the city. And I'd like a uh, uh if I'm witnessing to somebody, I'd like to take them to a uh, a place to where they could get the word, mm-hmm. where they could get bed with the word. Cause God calls us to be into a uh, uh into a fellowship where we can encourage each other uh teach each other and that God can be exalted and uh glorified in our lives through it and uh uh but then they came up with an extra gospel, so I didn't go there no more. So then I went on down to Rockport.
1: An, an extra gospel?
0: Yeah, they had an extra gospel. Like, what's that mean? Uh, I uh, I don't even know. I just uh, let it be. And uh, uh, they uh, they said Paul teaches three gospels, and he went through he went through uh, uh, Jesus uh, born of a virgin, and uh, uh, and. Crucified on a cross and risen on the third day, and, and that, uh, that for a payment for my sin. And then he went to a, something else. And I just walked out of there because uh, there there's only one gospel. There, there's only one gospel. Mm-hmm. So I just walked out of there, and then I've been going to it ever since.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Like, there's um, the word gospel or good news. Could be used in different ways, but the central message of the Bible is like one, one. thing, yeah, like centering on Jesus and His death and resurrection,
0: right? Yeah. Being a payment for my sin, yeah. And that and that right there is, uh, uh, you know, that's exciting, right there. That God would even think of dying for me.
1: Uh-huh. Um. Well, what's your routines like you mentioned um reading the Bible um like is that do you have any other routines or is i
0: like uh, uh I like a couple of different bible teachers uh uh that I like to listen to uh Wednesday night I usually go to Rockport and uh then after Rockport I usually go home and watch uh, another pastor that I like that's a very solid bible teacher and uh uh and I watch his night on wednesdays on uh on Sundays, I usually uh, go to Rockport and then I watch uh, two other Bible teachers on their uh, Sunday messages that are solid Bible teachers. That are uh, uh, yeah, and you know what? God always opens the door up the next day for me to share something of what I learned from one of these uh, teachings. And uh, uh, and like like at my work, at my work, I beg everybody, everybody I work with, I beg them to come to church with me. I, and uh, I even try to bribe them, <laughs> you know, lunch or dinner, you know, let's go to the steakhouse afterwards, you know, because, uh, 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 man. Success so far? Yeah. No, I haven't had no success so far, But uh, uh, but... God, God's god got his timing it ain't my timing he tells me just keep doing it I want to be a doer of the word not a hearer only
1: yeah well anything else before we wrap up like any just uh, I don't know just anything else to bring up that you want to that would be good to ask about or to talk about or <coughs> anything like that I don't know yeah so um, yeah, I don't know. Um, like, is there you know, anything like else about life that's um, like, what's for you, um,
0: what is life all about? Living for God, living for Christ. Okay, living for Christ, because uh, uh, there is going to be a judgment coming up. When like uh, 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 stuff that's going on in in Russia, and uh, uh, and what, uh, what about two years ago, Donald Trump made an alliance with Israel, uh, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt. These things were prophesied in the Bible that that. Israel's going to have a, uh, uh, an alliance with these countries. And it wasn't until Donald Trump came in office that they actually did have an alliance with these countries.
1: So living for Christ, so what's that look like? How, how do you understand that? What does it mean to live for Christ?
0: Taking my own personal desires and putting them back to what Jesus wants me to do what does he want you to do? He wants me to go out into the world and share the gospel and make disciples. Okay. And um, that fits
1: right with like those last few verses of Matthew, doesn't it? Like, um, you know, all authority, Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. Basically, he's saying he's the king of the universe. Go and make disciples, teaching them all that I have commanded you. And... um and then also when I think of the commands of Jesus, I think of how they can be summarized by loving those around us. And is this like when you think of, well, how can I just spend my day loving? Is it the same, the answer the same for you, sharing uh, the gospel? You,
0: uh, you know what, like uh, uh, like Pastor Scott said last Sunday, or it was just two Sundays ago, he said, uh, uh, not... Uh, Go, he he, uh, he. shared, he said, go and share as the love I have shown for you, uh-huh. you know, not the love that we can give to somebody else, but the love that he has shown us, man, he laid down his life for me.
1: Uh-huh. So that's an... We're to be imitators of that. Right. We're supposed to be imitators of that. It's that same type of love that we're to have for those around us. And and then because of him, we can do that because he's provided everything. It's like if we lose our life, um, you know, like there's the kingdom of God. You know, there's like... um, For eternity. Yeah, right. For eternity. Right. So there's nothing that so, we have to cling uh, to. In so uh,
0: so many people don't, you know. Uh, uh, it uh, the most important thing that can happen to me right now is for Christ to take me home. You know, man, no matter if it's in rupture or rapture, that is the most important thing in my life that can happen.
1: The most important meaning like the most um, wonderful thing for you, I suppose. Right, the most
0: wonderful thing for me in my life, not to get married, not to go save somebody, or I can't save nobody anyway, but just uh, uh, know that there's a Savior there that's going to receive me unto himself.
1: Right. Um, Any particular verses that
0: are like important to you more significant than the others you know what like uh uh, to, uh today i was reading in uh, uh uh in mark uh 10 where there was uh, uh the great ruler uh jesus said uh do uh, uh hold on uh, hold on i'm just gonna pull it up so uh, so i don't jack it all up you know uh Pull it up here, so I don't jack it up. Cause I yeah. And uh, Mark turn ten. He says uh, now he was going out of the road. One came running, knelt before him and asked, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God. Mm-hmm. So, so right there, there's already, uh, there's already uh, uh, is, he, is he God or is he a good teacher? You know, Jesus is throwing this out there. Uh, you know the commandments do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he and he answered and said to him, "Teacher, all these things I have done from my youth." But Jesus broke all that down when he said, "Uh, uh when he said, when it's in our hearts, you know." Then Jesus looked at him and and said, one thing you lack, go your way and sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come take up your cross and follow me. And he was sad as, at, at this word and went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Do these possessions have us, or are uh, are the possessions God's, you know? So, like, the way I think of it
1: is, um, you know, we can have, like, we can have all these things and um, that God gives us, and we can have God, but there are some things, like, we can't have that and God. And in his situation, it's like, you can't have these treasures and God because it's a heart issue. And it's kind of like in the the Garden of Eden, you know, you can um, you can have all this fruit, but you, this one particular tree, you can't have that and me. You got to choose. Do you want God or do you want this particular fruit? And that particular fruit evidently was very appealing, you know, and there was that desire for it, but there's got to be that, that decision, you know, that's kind of, some things get down to the crux of it. And for that the rich young ruler it was this rich Just
0: the possessions that he owned he loved more than he loved God and you know what Christ right there was offering him repentance mm-hmm. i mean repentance he was offered just as he offered uh, uh, adam at the garden adam where are you uh what have you done uh he he uh, uh, he turned right out and started blaming god for uh what he did rather than repenting and uh, uh, and uh, seeking righteousness. And uh, even Jews to scary it. <laughs> uh, one of the gospel says, I think it was Luke, he says, uh, have you come to deceive me with a kiss? You know, uh, that, uh, that's a, he knew, he knew he was going to come deceive him with a kiss. He was offering an opportunity to repent. Yeah, You know, I've been looking at Psalm
1: 15 lately, and it talks about basically, you know, who may dwell in the tent of God, who may ascend his holy hill, and then it goes on to say, well, he who is blameless and does what is right, speaks the truth in his heart, and so forth. But basically, it's a psalm about, you know, who can have God, who can be a friend with God, and um, and there's that line, you know, he who is blameless... And I don't, the way I kind of look at that, I don't think of it meaning you have to be sinlessly perfect, but rather it's kind of like that rich young ruler, there's that heart issue that has to be decided against. You know, you can't have that and God, you can't, so there's, so there are are some hard decisions that have to be made sometimes if someone's going to have a relationship with God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And then you you were speaking about the law. It it does seem like um understanding one's own need has to come first or and and that's kind of tough sometimes because if we just look around us, people dress up nice and they look pretty good and they have good manners and uh they're polite and we just kind of look around and it's like people, you know, look good and we kind of feel good and look good to ourselves (laughs) and um but i think it has to there has to be that point of like god save me from who i am you know (laughs) my
0: wretchedness
1: right and that has to come first it seems um or anyway it seems like um you know what that that was my experience um,
0: uh, uh jesus actually said many are gonna come in my name uh prophesying in my name many are going to come healing in my name the power is in his name but he said depart from me i never knew you
1: (laughs) Hmm. so knowing him and in there also he says um you weren't doing my father's will so there's more than just doing
0: powerful wonderful things there's like because you're doing them in his name his name is where the power is. Yeah. <laughs> There's power in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. But what uh, are you uh, doing them just for? Uh, uh, you know, God. God heals. Uh, I've I've seen God heal people, not under a person, but I have seen God do uh, mighty miracles in healing people. I've seen. Uh, my mom my mom, she got her vision back from a uh, uh, healing and uh, uh and you know, it, it just came out there one day, she's sitting on the back porch and said, Wow. I rubbed my eyes like that, and then all of a sudden I was able to see, and she was blind. She wasn't able to drive her car for like ten years. Wow. And she was able to see again. Yeah. Yeah, God did this for her. uh eye doctor says, There ain't no way you can see. She goes, ah, he goes. You must have been in here and got close and memorized them. She goes, "No, I can see."
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, Rob, thanks for being on the podcast. It's been good to talk with you, and I just really appreciate it.
0: Okay. All right. God bless you.